Well, I hope that you had a great Christmas with your family and, uh, and your friends and your loved ones celebrating the birth of Jesus. And I hope that the peace that only Jesus can bring uh, was a part of your time and that it will continue to be today as we look to God's word here for the next few minutes. Uh, you know, last week in our Christmas services, our kids uh, choir got together and, and did a song and, and performed, and we're going to see that again at the, end, uh, at the end today. So make sure you hang on so you can watch that again. Um, but as we get into uh, the message and we wrap up talking about the idea of who Jesus is, and we ask that question of what child is this, and we look at all the different aspects of his character and who he is, um, I want to kind of bring that all together today. Because as we've talked about, this Christmas season has, has been a mixture of emotions in many ways. Joy, um, excitement, but also sadness and, and grieving. Um, and as we move into the new year, though, we have new possibilities. We have new opportunities. And we should be encouraged because of the promises of Jesus that come with his birth. Um, as followers of him, we, we really celebrate who he is. And that should give us a sense of peace should give us a sense of comfort, should give us a sense of joy, even in the midst of maybe things being, you know, falling apart all around us. Uh, the nature of his being, the nature of who he is, is what makes him so special because he is God with us. And he came to this earth for us, and that is not something that we should take lightly. And so with everything... Um, in, in this world, all in shambles, it seems like, all the time, um, I, I think it's important for us to, once again, center our minds, center our hearts on the birth of Jesus and the promises that came with his birth. And so we've looked at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and we're going to look at that uh, again today as we've looked at all the different aspects of his character in this verse. And it says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we've looked at how he is wonderful. We've talked about how he is uh, the best counselor. We've talked about how he's a wonderful counselor, how he's the mighty God, how he's the everlasting Father, how he's Emmanuel and God with us as we talked on Christmas Eve. And all of those speak to his character and to his power. But this final one, it actually speaks to, to action and, and results in a way that others, that the others don't. And that's the Prince of Peace. And when I say peace, when we talk about the word peace, when you think about that word, I wonder what comes to mind for you. Uh, it means different things to different people, that's for sure. But initially we think of uh, maybe silence or the absence of conflict. Um, all of us can really relate to wanting that. No doubt, at work, you know, we want peace. At school, we want peace. We want a drama-free zone. Um, you know, I know in my house, there are plenty of times where my wife and I would love to have peace. <laughs> um, you know, with it being Christmas, I think back about 10 years ago, my daughter Allison, she was three, and uh, she wanted a baby doll stroller for Christmas. So Christmas morning, she's opening her gifts. Sure enough, she opens up, the stroller, and it is pink, and that was the wrong color. She did not want pink. She wanted blue, and there was no peace in that moment because she was extremely upset that she got a pink stroller instead of blue. I wanted blue, 
and there was no peace for a couple of minutes there. You know, the Old Testament, the word for peace, the Jews in the Old Testament used the word shalom, which meant really more than just silence or absence of conflict, which we certainly wanted in that moment on Christmas morning, opening gifts. Peace, meaning living with, uh, you know, a, a vibrant thing made for our, our well-being as, as mankind. But, you know, true peace has nothing to do with the situation on the outside. It has everything to do with our condition on the inside. And I know that's easy to sit here and say, but I want you to really think about that for a second. True peace has nothing to do with the situation on the outside. It has everything to do with the condition on the inside. A person can be at peace no matter the situation, no matter the circumstances. And so how is that possible? Because of Jesus, because of the Prince of Peace, because Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace and he will rule his kingdom with peace. How? Well, because he is the righteous king and, and righteousness and peace go together. If you flip over a few more chapters in the book of Isaiah, chapter 32, verse 17, it says, and the work of righteousness will be peace and the service of righteousness, quietness and confidence forever. See, when God's spirit is poured out onto his people, this is what it's like. And the call to righteousness there, which really is, is, a, is a big word for right living by God's standards. And we see that, that that's in conjunction with peace, that when we are living by God's standards, when we have that right living, we will find the peace of God, the quietness, security, confidence in, in those moments with God doesn't mean that everything in the world around us is, is doing perfectly fine, but we know that we can find peace with God. And, and when we go back to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, where it talks about how the government will be upon his shoulders, I want to look at that aspect for just a minute here, because these verses relate in this way, because the government of the Prince of Peace, if you will, is where we should really aim as we move into this new year. Being more like Jesus or his righteousness, it's the pathway for his government. And so what does that look like? Well, politicians in Jesus' day um, and government in them, quite like ours, they look for what they can get from you. Back in the day and, and even today, government politicians look at what they can get from you. But Jesus, the Prince of Peace, he looks what he can do for you. Some leaders, they trade their influence for money, but Jesus loved so much that he gave. Some leaders, they use their power to, to build empires, but Jesus washes us clean, washes our feet, and he makes us clean as a servant. Some leaders, they, they need regular wars and battles. They almost don't know how to function if there's no conflict, but Jesus brings peace and rest to our hearts in ways that nothing else can. Some leaders actually become more inaccessible or unavailable. The more, uh, more important they become or more popular that they become. But, but Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. We see his government working in amazing ways all the time. You do and I do. But I don't know if we recognize it that way. See, someone maybe leaves a life of drugs and alcohol and, and they're restored to their family. They're being governed by the Prince of Peace. And when you see someone maybe 
loving the unlovely or sacrificing for others in Jesus' name. They're being governed by the Prince of Peace. When you see people giving sacrificially, they're being governed by the Prince of Peace. We see people learning the Bible, worshiping the Lord. Their perspective on life and, and their life in general just becomes changed by the Holy Spirit. They're being governed by the Prince of Peace. When I see people loving and accepting others, even if they don't agree on everything, because the opportunity to connect them to Jesus is there and they take advantage of that, see, they're being governed by the Prince of Peace in that moment. See, his government, it is alive and well and working. It's usually silent and mostly unseen, but we can and we are by choice. We can be governed by God. And in his kingdom, we will find hope, we will find joy, justice, mercy, grace, and peace. They can all coexist. And the borders of his government, of the Prince of Peace, they're open to all who want to come in. It says in John chapter 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, Jesus is the source, supplier, and restorer of peace. And those who know him know all about his peace. Jesus can supply and restore the peace that maybe you don't feel like you can find. He provides internal and eternal peace. That internal peace, that's that emotional peace of God that is quite frankly a battle a lot of the time. We battle with ourselves on that internal peace. I know I struggle with that. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This verse is, is really speaking to the power of prayer to bring peace as a gift from God that goes beyond what we can understand. So let's pause and let's listen to him. Let him supply you with the peace that only he can bring through his Holy Spirit and through his power. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. See, we're called to peace and to be thankful for that. Listening to our own hearts will never bring about peace. Following your heart will never bring you peace. That didn't work out for Jonah any more than it's going to work out for you. Our hearts are corrupt. But the Prince of Peace, the peace of Christ, through prayer, through his word, through his people, will bring you to a place of internal peace that can only come from him. And then we have eternal peace. So internal and eternal. But that eternal peace, it's that spiritual peace with God. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the price is paid in full by the work of Jesus on the cross. God's justice and towards us and we can be eternally satisfied, have eternal peace and know that we have peace with God. The battle between God and, our, and ourself, it's actually finished. He already won and he won you. That's what he won in that battle. He won us. Some, some people never even knew that they were out of peace with God. But they're like drivers going down the street with sirens in, in the rear view behind them, and they just don't even pay attention. 
police in the rearview mirror behind them. They just keep on going. But they're in trouble, and they don't even know it. Some of us might be in trouble, and we don't even know it. And you know what? It's going to catch up with us sooner or later. But the Prince of Peace, he restored peace with God that our sin broke. Because our sin breaks the peace with God. But the sacrifice of Jesus that he made, that brings peace. That brought peace. He is the one that makes peace between man and God possible. And we can have that peace and we can know for sure if we put our trust in him that we'll have that restored peace with God forever. See, the Prince of Peace brings it all together. He brings it all together. Whenever it seems to us that everything is falling apart, remember that he is called wonderful. That he is for you and he is for you. He came for you and he is also here for you. And that brings us peace. He is the counselor. He is the counselor. He's the wonderful counselor. And we need counsel with the goal of peace internally and eternally. When we need strength, we need to remember that he is the mighty God because he is the mighty God. He is strong and he is not just the son of God. He is God the son, the second person of the Trinity. And he makes the plans and he makes the plans work. And that should bring us peace. And we have an everlasting father that loves us, supports us, provides for us, keeps going for us and protects us sometimes protects us from ourselves. And that should bring us peace. These titles, these character traits of Jesus, they confirm for us our faith in him more and more and more. So that's why my connection point for the day and the last connection point for the year is that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And as we end the year this week, we move into 2022. Let's, let's lean in to the only source and supplier and restorer of peace in this world that, that even matters. And that's Jesus. This world offers a false peace and we listen to it way too often. Remember, true peace, it has nothing to do with the situation on the outside. It has everything to do with the condition on the inside. And who is on the inside? That would be the question I would ask you. Who, who is on the inside? Let's connect to the Prince of Peace in a new way this year. In a new way that, that drives our actions and steadies our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit. What child is this? This is Jesus. And he is the Prince of Peace. And if you don't have peace with Jesus, if you don't feel like you have peace with God, I want to invite you right now to know for sure that you do. If you're not sure that you have a relationship with him, that you're going to spend eternity with the Prince of Peace, you can know for sure. You can, you can go to connectchurch.xyz next and find out more information about that. But let me just tell you, God created you to be with him. And our sin broke that peace with God. And that sin that continues to separate us from him. And he paid the price for you and for me. Jesus did when he died on the cross and restored that peace with God. And, and he did that for anyone and everyone. And that includes you. And you can have that eternal life that starts now and lasts forever just by crying out to him and putting your trust in him.
but you may also be feeling a sense of, of, of just not peace in your life right now. You may have put your faith and trust in Jesus, but, but maybe you're, you're far away from him a little bit and you're not, you're not sensing that peace that you once did. Can I just implore you and beg you to just go to him in prayer and to do all that you can to restore that peace with Jesus and start the new year with the Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word and I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. And I thank you that you can restore to us the peace that we can't fix on our own. Jesus, you came and died for us to restore that, that conflict between us and God. Lord, you, you, you paid for our sins. You paid the price for us, even though we didn't deserve it. We, don't, we didn't earn it. You loved us so much. God, if there's one watching that hasn't put their faith and trust in you, I pray that they would do that even right now. Lord, if there's someone or, or, or multiple people that are just struggling to find peace right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would, you would just come over them in a, in a way that can only be you, that you would just bring them your peace that passes all understanding and they would seek you out in prayer and in counsel with you and with others and in your word. Father, we thank you so much for all the amazing things we've seen you do this past year. And we are excited and looking forward to what you're going to do for your kingdom in this coming year. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name.